All right, y'all. Happy, happy. It's Shan here and Jenna. And we are talking about uh, Narayana today as well as our overall February theming. So welcome back, Jenna. Yes. Oh my God. First of all, January is over. It's Good over. Good job. We did it. We did it. We did it. How's everybody's New Year's resolutions? I feel as though this is the week that every I've gotten like a shit ton of emails today because I feel like today's the first day, even though I guess it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day today that we're recording this, but most people are like finally online. Right. Like, okay, my uh, holidays are over and I'm ready to get back to your email that you sent me in November. Thank you very much. Literally. <laughs> so Literally. I probably should just stop introducing you on the podcast because you are co-hosting it with me, LOL. So we'll work on that for the next one. Yeah. Um, but for today, can you uh, kick us off? What is... What should we kind of craft around February as um, an expectation of of what we're considering, what we're practicing, and then how does that lead into Narayana? Yeah, so if, you, if you've if you been with us from January, great. Thank you for listening. If you haven't, go back and listen. It helps our numbers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but, but, uh, we, but, but really though. In January, we started out with the idea that now begins the practice of yoga. So it was all about presence. It was all about being here in this moment and starting to learn about how yoga is initiated. And so now when we move into February, the theme of the month is how to be human. So a lot of times spiritual practices happen in such a way that we're expected to be somehow more than human or that we're expected to be somehow in denial of our own humanity and our own human experience. And that's not really what a true yoga experience or even the sort of spiritual sidebars of yoga are asking for us. And so, and moreover, and you can't be, you know, sacred or divine, right? If that's the goal until you've acknowledged and embraced and loved your own humanity. So in February, we're looking at the ideas of like, how does yoga define what it means to have a human experience in a human body while also trying to exist on the path of a yogi or a sadhika? And a sadhika is a practitioner or somebody who's a student um, of these philosophies. So it's a little bit deeper than like embracing now where you are. Now it's about well, how are we defining the self in the context of these ideas? I love it. I have nothing to add. <laughs> I just want you to keep yeah. going. So keep going, keep going. Yeah, so then, like, on top of that, our, our practice focus, so the things that you would actively engage with for this month, is the idea of practicing vulnerability. Because I find that people really love to connect to their human self, right? Because we love to drink, mm. do substances, have intimate encounters or experiences, <laughs> or however you define that, maybe all three at the same time. But we aren't super great about embracing the vulnerability that is inherent to a human experience. Um, last month we talked about like Prakriti, so it's matter and things that are changing. We don't do well with the core of what is human, which is that vulnerability around the idea that nothing is permanent and nothing is going to be locked in place. And that our human experiences can be so different and varied, but just as valid. And so the idea is that we're practicing vulnerability around all of those ideas so that we are very grounded in the body and self and experience that we're coming from as we start to practice. I love, 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 love what you just said about um, 
because I think of this often, like I am all here for, well, I often think of the song like, um, everybody's working both the weekend, because I think that's like really real, especially in our American, you know, consumer culture is that like, we numb ourselves through the week just to get to the weekend. Yes. And then we numb ourselves through the weekend to feel alive. Yes. But the spaces in between, we really would rather not deal with. And I think that's more vulnerable than anything. Like, yeah. um, like you probably have this experience. Maybe not. I shouldn't assume. But <laughs> most people as children remember watching themselves cry in the mirror. Oh, and yeah. Like, there's a really beautiful monologue, um, I can't think of the play right now, but about a little girl like tasting her tears and like watching herself. And of course that can go into an overindulgent thing, but I think it's a very natural response as young children to, to enjoy all those moments when we're sad, when we're happy, um, you know, when we're bored to like yes. make those special and interesting because those are what make us human. And I think as we get older, we avoid and avoid and avoid or numb and numb and numb. And we're just moving from thing to thing. So I love this theme. And obviously, I'm a huge Brene Brown fan. I think I bring her up every single time. But that's what her work is. And we tend to think, I think we get into vulnerability being like saying something courageous. But I think it, vulnerability also lives in like being bored with your life and do, yes. and being in it. Right. Or, or crying and not wiping away your tears. Doing dishes when you don't want to yes. do it. Like yes. legitimately the the human experience, we are so inundated with like media and of all sorts in that the human experience has to be inherently dramatic or else it's not valid. Mm-hmm. And really the human experience is a fluctuation of emotions and of fluctuations of the mind. So things like chitta prithis and then like our own experiences in terms of emotions, feelings, positive and negative and it's literally waking up every day doing a series of things and then going to sleep and doing it again like I both want to celebrate how crazy and magical having a human experience like being a human like person in a body on a random rock in the middle of a giant universe is but also it is incredibly simple and it's incredibly mundane and it's also valid so like defining we need to really think about how we define ourselves as humans and what that experience looks like. It's also an acknowledgement of like the human experience is not remotely the same for everyone. Mm -hmm. There are threads of similarity. Like I think we need to celebrate those and we need to see like people hurt or people are happy or people are sad. Those are feelings I also understand, but it's also not about, doing anything but defining how human experiences happen for you. Like it's you and you alone. Like you don't define that for anybody else. And I think it all has to be celebrated. Like yes. the goal is the human experience as you're living it needs to be loved because you might only get to do it once, right? You might get to do it 10 times. Who even knows how this really works? But the goal is you're here. You're a human person who's taken human form. Like you're a soul star that's in a body or like whatever you want to define it as or like whatever new age like sort of cliche fits. Um, but in my lineage, you took human form for a reason. And the whole goal is for you to recognize your divinity through flashes of inspiration. And so and then love the parts of the self that feel the furthest away from being divine. Mm-hmm. And so that is about, you know, connecting to that human self. Yeah, I love 
love that whole conversation. I could be on that for hours, but I won't. So who is in relationship to this month of uh, how to be human and practicing vulnerability? Who is Narayana to that and how does that fit in? Yeah, so um, Narayana is an avatar of Vishnu. So just taking a step back, if this is the first time you're hearing us, great. There, are, there's something called the Trimurti in um, South Asian culture, and the Trimurti is the three-part God, Tri meaning three, and Murti meaning like God idea or God vision, um, if you like, and that's Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. Um, I talk a lot about Shiva because that's like my wheelhouse, but Vishnu is an incredibly important deity overall. We're talking less this month about Vishnu himself. We're going to actually talk about him as the preserver later. But Vishnu is important in terms of this idea of how to be human because Vishnu consciously took human form at least 10 times and maybe as many as 24. So he took what's called avatars or different shapes, right, how to be human, and he used those as opportunities to either teach or do things or for people to have an experience of him as a human. So like it's said to be that if you've read the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna and Krishna could both be considered avatars of Vishnu. And the goal is that those are a mechanism of teaching us how to be human according to what the scriptures are saying. And so Narayana is... Um, considered to be the original cosmic man, or in some um, lineages, he's believed to be the son of the original cosmic man. So if you look at the Nara Narayana um, chain, Nara is the father, Narayana is the son, but the reality is he's the Purusha. So we talked about Purusha back in January and that's the original cosmic man. So it's the idea that that's sort of the ideal human form that's now been manifest through Vishnu. It's very complicated, <laughs> there's a lot to it. Um, but Narayana is this beautiful blue, it's said to be the blue of a cloud filled with water ready to rain, which I just think is so beautiful. So he's all about this idea of like the fluidity of our feelings and the fluidity of our emotions and the idea that this experience can take many shapes because right water can go in any container that you want to put it in and or it from frozen to or from frozen water has right? memory right Thank you, Olaf. right oh my god yes oh Thank my you, god Olaf. so good mm -hmm. so good mm -hmm. right so water takes all these shapes vishnu takes all these shapes and each of those are a new opportunity to like have an ex a new opportunity for experience um he's a central figure in um vaishnava it, vaishnavism which is uh the religion that sort of centers Vishnu as the primordial or the supreme deity. Um, and I just love the idea that he's like this, this water beginning, um, because we all spoiler came from water. Like I know not everyone loves the idea of evolution, but like we were fish. So the idea that we come from that also, I think is really important, especially when we're talking this quarter about like we're beginning these are still in the beginnings this is in the creation phase of our practice so yeah narayana is uh really fun there's um not as much content on him as some of the other avatars but he's he's an interesting one to engage with as the the cosmic origin i think there's so much we could share about this but i'm going to encourage people to Come to the honoring. Yes, on we Monday love. Yes, yeah. at seven fifteen with Jenna. Um, and also to, yeah, 
yeah, look at the broad spectrum of what it means to be human and to be vulnerable, even with the things that aren't like the Instagram moment or, yes. you know, I, I think what you said earlier about that and just in the age of everybody having their own reality show basically is that we only glorify i mean even reality shows aren't real no they glorify the interesting and they hide what's not and that what i'm getting from you and from looking at this theme for this week is to observe the the full spectrum of my humanness yes and like here's the other thing there are lots of stories in many many cultures of a deity who has omnipotence and omniscience and is like all powerful. And so often they choose to take a human form. Mm. And why do we take human form? It's to have a human experience. Mm. And so I think Vishnu and specifically Narayana in this way is so important. Like a God doesn't take human form because he thinks, hopefully doesn't think the whole thing's going to be amazing. He takes it because there's something to learn or there's something to experience. And there's a whole spectrum of things that you get to do as a human that you don't get to do as any other entity or creature or whatever you want to define that as. And so it's our job as people who were blessed to be born human in this lifetime to like rejoice in that. And sometimes low-key hate it, maybe, but then come back to the rejoicing, right? Because it's a whole spectrum of experience. I have nothing more to say. That was beautiful. Do you have anything else? No, that's it. Bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>